You are about to witness history in the making. Hi everybody and good evening, it's episode 49 of the Pop Culture Gamer Podcast. My name is Hayden and I'm all as here as always with Steve. How are you Steve? I'm good thanks, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, it feels like an absolute age since we've recorded again. <laughs> yeah, though, it, 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 it's that time of year, June is always a bit busy with Father's Day and birthdays and E3 gets in the middle of that as well. Yeah. That's Sorry. very true. Although we did record, we recorded, uh, we recorded on Sunday last week, didn't we? Brains going. I'm obviously yeah. We old. did. We did sort of a little bit of a brief E3, but yeah, we're best. You know, it's, yeah. it's not easy when you're trying to throw something together on the quick like that. But yeah, it's alright. No, it's not. But we're here. We're back. It's a full show, so we're going to be talking about all of the usual um, movies, TV, gaming, and everything else, uh, in its entirety. So it's just going to be a normal show. So anyway, Steve, what's your week been like? Cause I know that you're on call, so you might disappear from me at any moment. So, so. yeah, but you saying this could be a, a normal show. No, it might, won't be, um, if my phone goes, but we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Well, for so. our listeners, we'll just pause. Oh, yeah, and that might yeah. mean you won't get it till about Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, not a lot, really. I say being on call, is, it always throws the gauntlet down of what I get up to, to be honest. Um, over the, I suppose, over the last week, a bit further. So I picked up, a, I went, well, I was working in, where was I working? Um, it was in Bristol. Okay. And I was doing some work in the Halifax Bank. Now, that's not a bank robbery, just, just Halifax as normal. Yeah. And I had some lunch, and there was a HMV across the road. So I thought, well, I ain't been in one of those donkeys. I have a pop in there. And uh, had a browse at the big vinyl collection they got in there. And went to look at the Blu-rays. And there's one collection of Blu-rays I've always wanted to start collecting because I just love the content they give you. And that's the Arrow collection. Mm-hmm. And they give you a load of, of, of movies, sort of past and present, should we say, to a certain degree, whether they repackage them with some great artwork. Um, sometimes they can get like a 4K restoration on the go with it. Yeah. And they they sort of horror movies, but it's like some of them can be B-movies, for example, if you know what I mean. So yeah. they very are a particular taste. And they were doing buy one, get one free. And even on their website, I think this was probably a bit cheaper than on their website. They're doing a something similar at the moment. So I was going through the collections there, and there was one there that I was. I've always wanted to have the thing, uh, their cut of the thing, mm-hmm. and I really want the collector's edition, which they didn't have there. So I'm up to, I've been probably going to pick it up on eBay at some point. I take it this is the original version of the thing. Not no, the... no, this is John Carpenter's the thing. I thought you already had that. I do. I got. I got a Blu-ray cut of it. But I wanted the Arrow. The Arrow um, collection has got damn sight more extras on it. It's got a okay. bit, more, bit more bulk with it. 
Yeah, because I, th- I think a lot of people would be very mixed, and certainly when you were talking to me at first, because mm. you said I oh, picked up Arrow Blue on Blu-ray, <laughs> I thought you meant Arrow, as in DC Universe. But yeah. you're actually on about Arrow films, not yeah, Arrow are, the TV yeah, series. No, Arrow. Yeah, Arrow. They are a. If you Google them, they're a company that release Blu-rays, DVDs. Yeah, because they've got Candyman, City of the Living Dead. There's a few um, of those Blu-rays that I talked about a little while ago, the zombie ones. Three of those were from Arrow. Yeah. As well. So they've got an, an, they've got some there, like, uh, say, I've always wanted to get Carrie, their version of that as well. It's pretty cool. So I end up plunking for the incredible, say, The Incredible Melting Man, which comes from 1977, which I've already watched, which we can chat about later. Mm-hmm. And another another one, that, sort of director of, of Italian horror, which I'm really a fan of, is Dario Gento. And the Cat of Nine Tails, as well. So they're both seventies movies. Yeah. So really good. I mean, I so say we'll talk about them a bit later. But I, I just when you look at their catalogue, it's absolutely huge, and they always do sales. So I mean, I, I was like, it was like I was like a kid in a sweetie shop. You know, what two should I get? <laughs> it's, it was difficult. One point I pulled out two, and then I, then I put them back. Pulled out another two and put them back. But you know. Mm. So I planned for those two. That's pretty cool. Um, had some, and of, and of course, with um, you know, like looking at some of the movies that they're, uh, they're doing, like Death Walks on High Heels. Hmm, I wonder what sort of movie that is. <laughs> <laughs> no, they are really a cost. But I feel with you, you would say it's a movie for connoisseurs. You know, some of these. But there's some. Crappy is that ones. what is that what they call it nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't, but I know that they do some corking, corking uh, movies there. That's well worth a, well worth a look at, you know. Mm. Actually, they released one of the recent ones they released was uh, Weird Science. Yes. So that's not been out on, on Blu-ray for such a such an age, I think. But I mean, this basically they specialise in horror, don't they? And that's yeah. more your. Your bag. Horror, horror and sci-fi. I suppose sci-fi is in there as well. Yeah, but the sci-fi element is much less. Yeah, but I was in the Criminal Metal Man is is a um, sci-fi at its at its um, what's that, the right word to use at its gooey best. Let's put it that way. Mm. Uh, anyway, so with me some of birthday money I picked up um, earlier in the uh, beginning of June. Mm-hmm. I picked up a pressing, um, so music on vinyl, they do represses every now and then. They can be soundtracks, all sorts. So I picked up Earth, Wind & Fire's album, I Am. Mm-hmm. And again, this is a limited pressing of 1,500. And it comes in orange flame vinyl. And on the back of the album, it's indented with the cat, the number it was printed at or pressed at. So mine is 223. Nice. Out of 1,500. I've never seen a number one, to be honest, in some of them. I don't know how that all works, but uh, yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, I've got quite a few from that that catalogue now, quite a few um, soundtracks. But this is an album that I had in the the late 70s, which is one of my favourites that they they brought out. Mm. There's tracks like Boogie Wonderland on there and Star, so they're pretty cool. Cool. That's about it, really. I mean, watched a bit of TV actually this week. Been watching a bit. I know we're probably not going to mention it today, but watched a bit more Arrow, as fully as we've mentioned in that. 
but not Arrow films. Arrow, no. as in Arrow, <laughs> as in Gordon, as in McQueen. Yep, but not Steve. Not Steve. Oh no, no. But uh, yeah, not a lot happening really. But yeah, it's it's just at the moment it's it's a bit odd the weeks for the way they work. Yeah, not a lot goes on. Gaming wise, yeah, we got a couple of bits and pieces. Obviously, been playing some of that Lego Forza Horizon extant- expansion back. And this week is Iron Banner, and I have a little talk about that as well for Destiny 2. You never have thought you'd have been talking about Destiny 2 oh, on this show. Oh, I've been hammering that today, <laughs> I tell you that now. You wait here. <laughs> oh, I wish I could play a jury in the day. Anyway. Okay. So, what have you been up to, pal? Well, uh, this week I launched my new website for work. Mm-hmm. So, safeguardingadults.co.uk. Uh, which is the Safeguarding Adult Board of North Yorkshire's um, website for people working with adults and people that, you know who uh, might want to know more information about that sort of thing. So it's still a, it's an early stage because we mm. haven't got it completed as much as we wanted to in terms of content, but it's always going to be one of those things that's going to be growing in terms of content anyway because there's always something going on. Yeah. Um, and that's <clears throat> it was important that we got that launched ready for this next week at work. We've got safeguarding week where we're looking at, um, you know, well, all sorts of things, but, um, you know, things like modern slavery, um, you know, and exploitation. Is that, is that still going like that. on, is it? Yes. Yes, it is. You mean like these sweatshops? <laughs> um, well, in this country. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's uh, a lot of that sort of thing uh, goes on. So obviously that's, you know, some of kind of linked to what I, I do on a day-to-day basis but yeah lot, lots of other stuff like that but um yeah safeguarding boards are concerned about that sort of thing as a community safeguarding partnerships and all of that as well and it's linked to organized crime and there's all sorts of it all sorts of issues so it's really quite quite interesting but we're going to be promoting a lot of awareness of these sort of things and you know telling people if they see them about what they can do to you know try and combat it basically because mm. uh people you know no one should be made to work in, in um you know slave labor anymore to be honest it, it is a terrible thing for you know for a, a lot of people who are you know put in that sort of position but and you know safeguarding weeks how we try and um you know one of the things that we do to try and raise awareness of it across you know all walks of life so but the the new website's got loads of stuff on there. I'm really pleased with the look of it. Mm. So that's my me per, professionally. But in terms of uh, personally, I've been doing more Twitch streaming. Um, seems to be going all right. Getting a you know a few more um, subscribers. So you know, thanks to Nikki Mark, um, Shadow Ants, and uh, Caracal uh, for their uh, subscriptions to the uh, channels. Uh, my newest ones. Um, Basically, my idea now is because the Patreon didn't really go down very well, but um, I thought we can use that to sort of maybe fund the show in mm. the longer term because you know, any well, people might may or may not know, but if you subscribe to Amazon Prime, you also get Twitch Prime, and that means you can subscribe to one channel per month. And you get that fr- that as a free subscription, so like four ninety nine subscription. So the the base sort of one that they do, they do do other ones, um, but basically you get to look at the channel 
advert free for the month that you subscribe to it and then you've got to go back in and redo it every month um so because um, uh, twitch is owned by amazon then what they you know they they um then if you subscribe to the channel they take the lion's share of that but mm. you get some money from that so but you have to have like a hundred quid in there before you can even take it out. So I'm nowhere near that. Oh God knows, yeah. But by the end of a year, you know, if it if it pays for the hosting, it pays for yeah. the hosting, doesn't it? Because I'm it's... just having a look actually on um, on the app actually, where you can subscribe on the app. I was wondering if I can do it for ourselves. Well, you should it... be able to subscribe. Yeah, to me. What, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> might as well, mate. Yeah, it's not might waste as well. it. No, exactly, because if you're not subscribing to anyone else, then no, there's, that there's, there's, you just lose it at the end of the month. Yeah. I'm, trying to, I'm just looking at the app at the minute, see if you can do it on there. So, yeah, you should be able to. You should just be able to subscribe when you find find it. So anybody who is interested in supporting the show in that way, it's not actually going to cost you any more money as long as you're not using that subscription up for someone else. So please do um, you know, search for us, UK. Um, on there and then uh, we can use that to uh, basically give you more content in the future Um, there you go subscribe with prime bang done brilliant thank you very much so i mean (laughs) i I cut later right i have to admit after i've sort of like done that shameless self-advert to try and get money in for the show um the i am have been a little bit um all over the place in terms of the schedule i do try like to keep to a normal schedule try and do like an hour or so every night but it's not always feasible or sustainable so at the moment tuesday night is out for me because i'm out until about 10 30 at night when i get back in i'm cream crackered mm. um but i do try and do as much as i can you know so but i am hopefully over the summer holidays i'll do a bit more of a a fixed term sort of thing so that you know when i'm going to be doing stuff um also got another gadget sort of um i've gone back to using an arm with my yeti mic oh the extension arm yeah 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 because it is much better because it gives you freer access to your desk Mm. and you can get the microphone closer to your mouth so when it's when it's when your desk is as much as messy as yours is i can understand that Because if no one knows, it's absolutely diabolical. It's not. I, just, I don't know how you do do with it. It's because I've got so much stuff on it. You've got so much what, crap on there. Yeah, I have. I have. Mm. <laughs> but hey ho, that's it, isn't it? Really. <clears throat> um, I've also been doing more audio, uh, audible sort of stuff because I've been mm. um, going through Arthur C. Clarke's Rama series. So I'm on the last book, which is uh, Rama Revealed. Hmm. And really enjoying it. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's instead of listening to podcasts or whatever, I've just having a bit of a break from it and going over to Audible because I've got loads of books on there which I've never really listened to. Yeah, I've got a few that I still haven't I don't subscribe anymore, but I've got a few that I've not actually actually had a chance to to, to listen to yet. I was saying that I have been listening to um the Torchwood I've got I've got a set of Torchwood stories. Hmm. And they're done with the cast. All right, okay. So they're more like a drama than just someone reading a book. Yeah. So there's special effects in the background and, you know, you've got the main stars in it as well. They're pretty good. Oh, cool. Yeah. 
Okay, well, I think that's about it from uh, me for this week. So, shall we uh, get on to gaming this week? Mm-hmm. No longer a dream, but a reality. Okay, so after that uh, rather humorous uh, stop, which we had there, which you will not know anything about, by Alexa suddenly decided to start jabbering away for no unknown reason whatsoever and gave me a calculation of something because I counted down from five. Anyway, this week, so I haven't got any news. Steve hasn't got any news. So we'll go on to new releases. And I'm going to let Steve read these out. That's kind of you. That's all right. Because you always give me the long list to do, so I'm having my revenge. <laughs> no problem. Okay, so for the 25th of June, we have Car Mechanic Simulator on PS4 and Xbox One. We have Judgment Ev- on Evidently, Play- if you go into game and you ask for that, they go... I don't know. It's going to cost you. <laughs> Judgment on the PlayStation 4. We've got Monster Jam Steel Titans... Uh, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. So the 25th as well. Finally, on the 25th, we've got Samurai Showdown, PS4, and Xbox One. For the 27th, we have MotoGP 19 on the Switch. The Sink, what's that? The Sinking City, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC. Tour de France Season 2019, PS4, and Xbox One. And the rest of these are for the 28th. So we have Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night on the Switch, Death's Gambit, PlayStation 4, um, F1 2019 on PS4, Xbox One and PC, Hollow Knight, PlayStation 4 and Switch, Q- QIVR on PSVR. I think it's supposed to be Quiver, isn't it? Could be, but yeah, okay. Super Mario, Super Mario Maker 2 on the Switch, and Super Neptuna RPG PS4 Switch and PC. Mm, and one for Nikki Straightaway Super Neptuna. Yeah, <laughs> bit of tuna. Okay, so do you want to do the video game charts as it's a small list? Yeah, the video game charts are as follows. So at number five down from four is Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, at number four, up from 12, we have Forza Horizon 4, no doubt very much uh, helped by the new uh, Lego expansion pack. At number three, staying in, as uh, all of the rest of these are, uh, is number three is Marvel Spider-Man. Number two, Days Gone. And at number one, FIFA 19. So, is that being helped by the Women's World Cup that's on at the minute, maybe? <clears throat> it quite could possibly be. I wouldn't like to speculate, but uh, it would you probably would think be so. likely. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know what I did? I saw. I I got a. It's really got to say. I saw a great um, cracking um, shot on Twitter of a set of um, two two teams from the World Cup, Women's World Cup, and there's a free kick picture, and one of the girls just had her arms down, but three of them had their hands crossed across as if they were trying to protect something. Something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they do that out of habit because they've watched the men do it for so many years. I don't know. Maybe. Um, funnily enough, at the beginning of both of the movies I've been to see this week, mm. um, they've, they've had an advert where it showed women playing and they've been, you know, holding the hands in front of the, you know, the groin area yeah. uh, as a cover. Which, you know, I could understand why men do it. 
Obviously, yeah, because that yeah. hurts. Yeah, it does. But I suppose it will hurt with women as well, but not in quite the same way as it would with a man. Hmm. And that's just basic equipment sort of thing. That's uh, not any sign of a chauvinistic remark. In oh, that. Not at all, not at all. No, no. no I, th- I, th- I think that uh, you know, all men know what a certain um, sudden hit in a certain area does to you because it <clears throat> does make you, your voice go up several octaves. It does. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> balls to that. Let's move on. Okay. So, Steve, what have you been playing? Okay, so a little bit of Iron Banner chat first. So, Destiny 2 is in Season 7 at the minute. Season 7, yeah. And Iron Banner kicked off for the first time in the season this week. And they've done it slightly different this year. Or should I say this season? What they've done is to get the armour... They have put a little quest chain in front of you. So you have to do a quest, which obviously involves playing Iron Banner. There's a 10-step quest, and with that, you get all the armor. And then once you get that piece of armor, it goes in the loot pool. So with any coins that you earn and you you do the do the lucky dip drop on it, you'll get a different version of a uh, different role with the, uh, with the different pieces of armor. Okay. So I've been playing that. I've been herring it, believe it or not, for three nights. And I believe it. Do you know what? I, I, I've actually, right, I've played 99 games so far. And how okay. far off are you from completing the quest? I don't know. I, I've, I've, I'm, on about, I'm on about I'm about halfway through it at the minute. But Iron Banner will be back later in the season anyway, so that's not a... But you have to do it in a week, don't you? Well, I am banished for a week, but those quests, I think, will roll over to the next time it happens in the season. Because I was, I was going to say, because again, this goes if it if it has to all be done this week to get that. No, no way, I can't be. No, I, I would put money on it that what you do is I'm on a certain quest step at the moment. If I don't finish it, that quest step will carry on when I come back in the next when the next time it, it runs in the season. Okay. So I've got about three. I've got about four hundred coins sitting there to, to to use as well. And I've actually, you know, the valor rank. You know, when you go from yeah. guardian one to legend, I've done it twice in a weekend. <laughs> I'm not surprised if you've done ninety nine <laughs> games. <laughs> so I really, I have really enjoyed it. And I, it was trying to find that sweet spot of what to, what weapons to use. Yeah. So I got it down to having the uh, the rocket launcher that you get from Gambit, which is the good omen. So that always sits there sweet. And I've got a scout rifle and an auto rifle as well sitting in, in, in what I'm using. And it's working really well. I mean, actually, this afternoon, one of the games, I actually came out on top first time for a little while, though I was actually top of the pack. So really putting an effort in there for, for the for the gamers, should we say, on our point of view. Mm-hmm. So really, been really enjoying it. Oh, yeah. That's good. It's good that you you're know, enjoying it. I, I know it's, it's, it's a shame no one else is out there at the minute, but it's just so, I just love playing it. And that bit of of effort against other human beings, that just does put a smile on my face when you're taking them out. Yeah, I still prefer, <clears> as you know, playing with I people know, against yeah. people. But... So, yeah, no, it's, I'm just... You know, thoroughly enjoying it. But uh, anyway, so the other thing I've been playing earlier in the week, obviously when 
it was announced to E3 that Forza Horizon was bringing out the Lego expansion. Yeah. And as I chatted to you about it, I got it for free. Now, I think that's because I it is because own the you've ultimate. Got the ultimate edition. It is, yeah. Where other than that, it's fourteen ninety nine. So you haven't really got it for free. You got it in your season pass. Yes, but I actually do own the game now, though. Yeah, no, you bought the ultimate edition, didn't you? I did in a deal. Yeah. Not when it came out, which would have been two years ago now. Was it a year ago? Yeah. Well, it's in the last year, isn't it? Because otherwise, we'd be on the next Forza. Well, it should be on the next Forza this year, but they're put, they're going to hold it back until the new console comes out. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's again like when you when you go on the map, you'll see a point where you can go to that expansion, and when you arrive there, they've got a nice sweet cut cut scene with the Lego cars, mm-hmm. and all the crowd are Lego people <laughs> as well. So it's it's pretty funny. I have and to ask: Does when you're on, does the radio go? Everything is awesome. It, it was playing at one point. Okay, well. <laughs> it was funny. And so the idea, obviously, the idea and how obviously we all know how Forza Horizon works normally, where you you've got to do challenges. Yeah. And so the way they've done it with this is, you got to do the challenges, but you earn bricks. And when you earn bricks, you you earn enough bricks to build on your garage. So when you go, when you first drive to the horizon spot, and you'll see like a a flat plate, flat plate Lego. Okay. Where you would normally that be the plate you'd start building your bricks on. So the first thing you have to do is, is to build a garage. So to build the garage, you've got to get X amount of bricks. So doing the challenges, tally up. Once you've got that, you can go back there and it builds builds it up. And then the next part and so on and so forth. And that's something a bit different, being it's Lego. There's like a will to to earn those those challenges, to earn the bricks, to put your house together in Lego. So they're they're fitting it in with the franchise. Yeah, yeah. Like they did with the Hot Wheels last time. That's right. Could say that this... The all the houses are made of Lego. The grass, the grass is real grass, as you would do in in the standard game. Yeah, and but all fencing and trees, are all made of Lego on the streets, and you sit there breaking them all up as you go through it. Okay, so it's all right. It's it's I quite enjoy it. It's for me, it doesn't cost a penny, so that's fine. Whether or not it's it's worth fourteen ninety nine, it depends how much you like playing with Lego, really. And how much you like Forza. Exactly, yeah. And difficulty level about the same as the rest of Forza, or is it easier? I've left it, well, it works exactly the same, so whatever difficulty level I'm on in the main game, that rolls into the the expansion as well. Yeah, but presumably, uh, I think you said before, you go into a completely new world. It is, yeah, but what you do, you go to a point and you get picked up and dropped off, so you you, you you go off the main map. Onto a separate separate island, right? So does your character turn into a Lego man? No, she doesn't. <laughs> right? Okay. She's still she's still blonde and wearing these uh, welly boots and and pink hat. Is all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, no, it's 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 nice to go back to it. I hadn't played it for an age, and even when I came back to it, there was like a load of. 
roulette wheels to do for 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 money and and cars that I was winning. I mean, I'm up to about nine million now in the bank. Mm. So it's uh, always there to, to to pick up a new car if I feel like it. But you do <clears throat> when you start the game, you start off in like a mini, which is made of Lego. Okay. You can do the same thing as you do with the standard cars, where you can tweak it to get it as fast as you want and give it a paint look as well. And then I've just opened up the second car, which is a Ferrari Lego. And there is a third car, I think, but I haven't got to that yet. But uh, How I many cars is there in total? I think there's only three. That's not many, is it, for an expansion? Well, no, it's not. They're just Lego cars. You know, there are other cars you can still pick up anyway. So but, do you do you pick up like normal cars? Yeah, normally you normally do. Yeah, um, while you're playing the Lego levels. Yes. So when you spin the wheel, for example, on the roulette roulette wheel, I still pick up a few cars in there as well. So. Okay, just it, that seems to be a bit of a missed opportunity in terms of having a few different <coughs> designs well, that you would win. There's, I think, there's only three. I mean. Obviously, like with the James Bond expansion pack, there was about eight cars in there, for example, wasn't there? Yeah. And when they do other expansions, there's about eight or nine cars. But yeah, but you you just pick real cars normally anyway in the in the in the Lego Land and still use those to to play around in. So you can mix and match. Right. Okay. Not your cup of tea, maybe. I don't mind a bit of Forza, but I get bored with it quite quickly because it's very very repetitive. Mm. And it, in terms, you know, I know a lot of games are repetitive, but just driving around, it just, it doesn't do it for me. It depends what you're up to, isn't it, really? Yeah. In the game, if you're gonna, if you're gonna be there online with some other people as well, yeah, you, know, you just join in, and it just, it's like anything, you know, you just go and play a driving game for a while, then you go and play someone else. So yeah, and that's exactly what I do do. Yeah, and I haven't even, to be honest, I haven't even been back to Gran Turismo for so long. Where maybe I should do, but. Last time I played Gran Turismo was on the PlayStation 3. Oh, really? And, he, and even then, I only managed one race because it took me an hour to get through the menus. <laughs> well, I've got the latest edition of, of, of it, and it looks it looks, it looks looks lovely as well. Plays plays great. Yeah. So, that's about it, really. I mean, I've been dipping... I did dip into Gears 4 this afternoon. Really? Yeah, well, I was... Do you know the rewards scheme they've got? Yeah. With Microsoft, so you you know you can on your phone you can earn points by doing a bit of Google or whatever, and then yeah. obviously on the Xbox. So I'm trying to get get to a month's Xbox free Xbox Live. Yeah, because what I want to do is I want to add that to my account and see if it makes much difference. I bet it won't make any difference at all. <laughs> well, it'll just add it maybe by a month. Yeah, probably. but after this ultimate thing, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, so. So one of the quests was to get an achievement in Gears Four. So oh, I can't take that can't take long to do. That was for a hundred points. So I popped it on. I mean Act Act Two at the moment. So very early on in the game. Yeah. And it took me a while to get used to playing it again because it's been a while. But uh, yeah, I completed another section. Achievement popped up. Hundred hundred war points in the bin. Easy. I- I have to admit, I did really enjoy Gears 5 as a story. Four. Four, sorry. Four. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry, I was thinking about Gears 5 because I was thinking that that'll be out shortly. Yeah, it won't be too long. 
yeah. But yeah, it was quite. It was great actually. I did. I did quite enjoy it. To be honest, it's a it's a good bit of fun. But I've not completed the story there. Maybe I should do. I think that oh, you definitely should do. But I think that the the story's probably always best played with someone. Hmm. So I'll try and get on, and then we can complete a few levels. Yeah, if you can jump into my game. Yeah, play it on insane. It's, it's quite get it's all quite, the achievements. It's quite good. I like it. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyway, what have you been up to? You've been on some weird, wonderful games. Yeah, <laughs> as always. Uh, first one's a PC game. Uh, it's called Frostpunk. Okay. So this is a uh, strategy game. Uh, based on the end of uh, the well, the end of the world, effectively speaking. So it's uh, the game set in an alternative eighteen eighty six where eruptions from um, a couple of volcanoes are dimming the sun uh, and other unknown happenings <coughs> which have caused this volcanic winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically just like all of these sort of games you have to manage both the citizens and the infrastructures to keep them alive the games from 11 bit studios who were the creators of this war of mine remember that one yeah Yeah. so it's Mm -hmm. from them um and anyway so you're the leader of a group of survivors in different scenarios and your goal is basically to survive this harsh winter where Temperatures start at minus 20 and then they get cold. Um, Hence the term frost. Yes. And it's punk because it's 1886 and it's all very steampunkish. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's where the name comes from. So basically, while they say it's about, you know, managing um, your citizens and stuff like that, it's just an alternative version of SimCity with a different slant. if I'm being truly honest, because SimCity, you do have to manage uh, people. Civilizations, you have to manage, you know, people by passing laws and, you know, ethical decisions and that sort of stuff. Mm. And this game is basically um, more of the same, but more probably in your face ethical decisions. Like, for example, one of the first decisions that you'll do is... Um, you've you've got to scavenge for resources. So you're in like a crater when you first start and you have to get enough resources to turn on your power core, which is basically a steam-driven thing. Yeah. So if you... T- um, you can send people out to go and gather wood, gather metal, whatever that's in this crater, and gather coal as well. And then when you get enough, you can then start the generator and you can start really building your city. You've got a technology tree where you can do research and stuff like that. So one of the first things that you will do is uh, research about how to do um, expeditions. So you like launch this balloon, which has a flashy light on, and then it, it gives you the ability then to get uh, ex, you know expedition parties, which you can then send out into a wider map to go and look at various different sightings and places, which might mean nothing, or it might mean that you find people, or it might mean you find resources, you know, all that sort of stuff. Or things could happen, 
I, you know, the, so <clears throat> same the same way you could in some of the Sim Cities, like where the aliens used to attack and stuff like that. Yeah, but this isn't quite. It's not the same in um, like Civilization, where you say you know it's going to take you three turns to get there, but but you know you've got to tell say what direction you want to go in or whatever. Yeah. You've just got like a, a static picture with um, you know points that just keep appearing and then you just say go there and you can see them walking there basically in a straight line but very very slowly so it might take them a couple of days to get there which is effectively like a couple of turns but it's again it's not the it's not the same it's not done in the same way it's not as controlled or anything like that the the main area where you control is within this crater Hmm. so um, as I said, you have to mine for resources, find food, you have to train people up to be hunters, that sort of thing, explore for other survivors, and keep the temperature warm as the temperature plummets mm-hmm. to minus uh, 40, minus 60, whatever. Um, you you upgrade your, cent- your city central heat source, which is the equivalent of power, and then, just like you would have like a substation on SimCity, you would have similar ones on these which will keep like habitable areas warm Mm. um you might you know one of the things that you come up with very early i've mentioned about collecting resources is do you use children as slave labor or not (laughs) after all after what you're getting up to in your own in the the real world yeah yeah exactly (laughs) well no i'm doing it with adults aren't i so you know okay yeah yeah um but in terms of that you you look at am, am i actually do i want to um you say that the children have to, uh, you know, earn the keep, which will mean that you'll get resources in quicker, but it will reduce the morale of mm. people. Or do you say, no, we'll keep the children safe, which will increase the morale, but then puts a requirement on you to build a children's home within a certain amount of time and staff it, which will mean you'll lose resources and not gather as much. So these are the sort of like morality choices. You get other choices later on, like um, do you ration people with um, something that will eke it out, but they won't be quite as healthy, uh, or do you you know give them more healthy food but less of it so that they're always hungry, or do you invest in um, treating somebody? who will later not be able to work and be quite sickly most of the time, or do you lob the limb off, and you know, which would mean that they'll be healthy and can yeah. still work, but a depleted <clears throat> capacity and will not be happy. So you, you get all of these sorts of like little choices in the yeah. game, uh, which is, you know, which you decide all the way along. So it it's... It's all very much like, you know, you would choose certain things with uh, Sim City. That's more to do with taxation or Civ, where it is about the uh, development of your society as well. So, you know, there's there's aspects of all. Um, and, you know, the, but all of the laws that you pass all have consequences. The game itself is uh, beautifully styled with... Uh, you know, a really interesting, compelling narrative that goes with it as well, because it is loosely story-based. It starts off with an opening animation, the story bits that come in with it at various different times. 
And the game actually manages to keep you feeling quite tense when you're playing it because you know that this like little delicate ecosystem that you're building inside this crater with your residents mm. could go wrong very quickly. And if it goes wrong and people lose faith, then they kick you out. And that's the end of that game. <laughs> It's a bit harsh, isn't it? It is a little bit. But if you like real-time strategy games, then this is a definite must to try. Yeah, it's a really... It's a good example of the genre, I think. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Really enjoyed what I've played of it so far. I'm going to continue playing it, but it is quite a difficult game, to be honest. So... Did you... Did you... Have you got all your achievements out of this game where you need to? No, no, no. I got I, I got kicked out very quickly. <laughs> so my are in, I thought, I'll try and be nice all of the time. That doesn't work. Then I thought, I'll try and be nasty all of the time. That doesn't work. <laughs> you know, see if it was loaded one way or another. Um, but, yeah, it's enjoyable. And there are different things that you can do if you... Um, you can tackle problems in different ways. Yeah. Um, the first time what I didn't do was build more than one expedition group. Right. Um, Because it didn't seem to allow me to, but I found a way to do it a little bit quicker in the game Um, later on. But what I was doing was doing all of the like level one researches and doing all of the level two. And I don't think that's the way you're supposed to play the game. Um, and I think that the expeditions is one of the key bits because they find more people, they find more resources, and that's what mm. you need, especially as your city starts getting bigger and bigger. Just reminds me of actually, we need to go back to Jurassic Park at some point. <laughs> yes, I haven't played that for ages. I've been thinking about it. There's I was actually of, thinking I'd like to play it on the PC. There's loads of expansions for that now that have been free. Like yeah. Extra bits and pieces. So. Yeah, we'll have to have a look. Hmm. Anyway, what else have you been up to? Um, well, I've been playing PlayStation now. Been playing a few games on there. <clears throat> okay, where have you got the time for this? As you, as you say, having enough games to play, then just adding another six hundred on top of that is like, <laughs> well, why not? I've already got too many more games to play, so it just means that my ratios, you know, changed Bigger. by a few percent. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, but I, I decided I was going to try it because it was on sale. Um on the Days of Play thing that PlayStation had, where you got 30% off or something like that. Uh, so right. it ended up being 60 quid. So what I did was went to CD Keys, and I spent 70 quid on... No, sorry, 60 quid on two £35, uh, you know, uh, prepaid cards. Yeah. Which I put on my account, which gave me 70 in the... In your know, PlayStation credit, so although I'd only paid well fifty nine pound fifty eight for seventy pounds worth of credit, so I had ten pounds and two pence worth uh, a one pence worth change after I'd bought a year's worth of it, which I thought was quite good. Yeah, if you That's... see what see how the maths works there, it does work. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I because at first I thought 
I'm not really that convinced with this, but there's a few old like PlayStation 3 games that I don't have that I've not played. I thought I'll go and try that. I think for me, where this is let down is on the PlayStation 4 games. They have now introduced something very much Game Pass-like, which allows you to download <coughs> um, games onto your console so you're not streaming them. Hmm. Um, but I'm, you know, I, I was actually more. It was more appealing to me about the streaming rather than the downloading because a, it's instant. Secondly, I don't have to um, have my hard drive completely choked up with all of these games as well, and it means that you you probably dip in and out of games a little bit more uh, than you would do anyway. So, for example, I had to go at Dark Void. As okay. uh, one of them, do you remember that one? It was on the 360 as well. It was a, basically it's like the Rocketeer, sort of you know the movie. It's like a that sort of thing. You've got a jetpack and uh, you're in like a Bermuda Triangle sort of area, really trying to escape. Don't think I can remember it too well. What the what the big selling point of this was was about the uh, verticality of combat. Because why? Where, unlike, for example, uh, Gears, you would, you know, run along the ground and duck behind uh, obstacles. You know, when you were, you know, going along, this you would go up stuff. You know, like vertical cliffs because you got a jetpack and then hide behind outcroppings, much the same way as you would hide behind a barrier Mm. on, on Gears. So it's sort of it's a bit like that. Uh, as it happens, the flight controls are absolutely awful. Much worse than I remember playing it on the three hundred and sixty. Yeah. Um, but you know, hey ho, times moved on in terms of the way that we control games now. If you ever think, actually, games have been pretty much stationary in terms of you know how you control them for the last ten years. Just go back to a couple of the 360 or PS3 games. It's amazing how much controls have changed. Yes, I mean, <clears throat> it's if you go back just to playing some of the old Resident Evil games that have been ported, Yeah, but they still keep those tank controls, and you think, how the hell did I ever... I actually completed this game, you know? It just, like, it seems much harder these days. Well, I picked up uh, Resident Evil Code Veronica X... Was it X or Code Veronica? Anyway? Yeah, I think it's Code Veronica. I've, I've got that. Um, I've got the port from the 360 when it was back compatible. Yeah, well, I've I've got that on the three on the Xbox as well. Mm. And I have to admit, I can't play it. I just could get to grips with the controls. <laughs> it's sort of like it, it got to the point of I was struggling with the controls. I thought actually I don't want to play it because of the controls. I don't know if there's an alternative. Uh, control system in there, but I'll have to have a look because I just mm. fancy playing that because I quite like the story of that one. But anyway, that's a different matter. Um, but on PlayStation now, there's absolutely loads. There's Bloodborne, Steep, Mafia Three, Prey, which I've been playing. Yes, I've been playing a Bethesda game, Steve. Sorry, what was that? Oh, sorry, I, just I said out. I've been playing a Bethesda <laughs> game. <laughs> I know, I know. Cool. Uh, Metro 2033. Yeah. As well, um, but none of the games are like really up to date, and I think that this is a weakness of that system, especially when you look at Game Pass. Yeah, I think that PlayStation now has a lot to offer, 
But mm. I do think that Sony needs to book their ideas up on that. Well, because... I'm sure there will be something in the since they'll be looking at it now. What point of view from how you know Xbox have handled it and how well it's going? Yeah, and especially that they've integrated the Ultimate Game Pass as well. Yeah, that you think something would be on the same sort of line that they're going to deal with at some point. Well, you would have thought. Mm. Um, and they normally do copy off each other. But it, it'll be interesting to see. But it's definitely where the streaming needs to improve. In, yeah. In my view. In terms of the quality, the quality's good. I don't think it's as good as actually having a game installed on your machine. Mm. Um, the lag, I didn't really have a problem with lag at all. Uh, what I would say is it is bandwidth hungry. So if you're on, you know, even a fiber connection and you've got other people on a network watching um, Netflix or whatever. Yeah. it. I think it takes more bandwidth than <clears throat> Netflix does because, you know, there's been loads of times I've been able to stream while having a movie on, you know, streamed and someone else having a movie on in the house being streamed all at once. This, when my son was uh, watching something on Netflix, I had to say, switch it off so I could stream. <laughs> what, go watch Sky instead. It's the same on there. Uh, so, yeah. Um, quite happy with it, to be honest, as a, mm. as a service. Um, and it's as near as Netflix as you're going to get on a console at the moment. Yeah, I think Game Pass does it differently, um, but in terms of what I wanted, this is this is doing it the way I wanted it to do because it streams to any device that'll connect, and you can connect a controller to basically, which is great. Mm. So you know you can play it through like your tablet with a controller connected to it, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing as well is if you're a trophy um, whore then you can <laughs> still get trophies on the games as well because it logs it all onto your account. That's good. Yeah. So, you know, I've got a couple of uh, <coughs> trophies me. on the system from when I've been playing. So cool. quite pleased with that. I'll tell you one thing I can't understand on it, though. It's a really silly, silly choice. Hmm. Is they've got The Last of Us on there. But it's the PS3 version. So it streams the PlayStation version, not the PS4. Well, because it's a lot of that PlayStation now is, is basically more pre PS3 titles, isn't it, than any PlayStation 4? It's a, it's yeah, a few it is, there, isn't but, it? But it is an older title. Hmm. It is a Sony title. You know, it, it's first party, isn't it? So. I just I, it seems silly to have the PS3 version on there mm. because even if you were playing this through uh, a PS3, you know, surely as a good service, doing the remastered would be the better one to do. Yeah, have you played that yet? Silly question. I mean, the game at all in any shape or form? I've done the first um, level about four times. Really? I mean, I completed it. I tell you, that 
was one of my games. I know I get where I came to the PlayStation rather late. Well, back to PlayStation in total, in total actually, but I thoroughly enjoyed that game. Really did. I struggled with it. Just I, did, I just it didn't capture me. It is one I keep trying to go back to and trying to get enjoyment out. Yeah, of, you but. should. You should. I mean, especially with the new title coming soon at some point, because. I know we didn't have any news, but I've got a funny feeling. Apparently, it's been leaked by one of the distributors, and I think it's it was. I think they said. Remember, I'm trying to go by memory now. I think it was something like February or something like that. February, April. Yeah, wasn't it possibility? listed somewhere on Amazon or something? No, like no, it was no. It was sorry. It was an interview. One of the I think it was one of the creators of the game was having an interview, and he let it slip by accident. Right, and uh, yeah, but uh, uh, again, it's going to be in that little first quarter of the year. Yeah, which is going to have about five or six hot titles at the better times. Mm. Well, it's not been said, but it's more than likely. But we'll we'll see. But yeah, you should honestly. I know you tell me to finish a lot of games, but out of games you finish that one really you should. That story is superb. Yeah. Well, there's a few mm. games you should be going back to, Steve. Oh, you know, no, I'm, I, you, I know. That's why I'm saying it this way because yeah. you finish more titles than me. But if there's a title that you should finish, I think the last of us should be on your list. Yeah, it was just those uh, clickers, and they just got on my nerves. To be honest, mm. I was just sort of, oh, I can't be bothered trying to work out the pattern. And I, I, to me, it was in some ways because of all of the. the the stealth element to it, it yeah. also felt a little bit like Deus Ex because that was, uh, you know, become human. That was quite a stealth. Well, you thing. see, yeah, you see, the funny thing, I think what grabbed me more, I think that's what kept me going was the story. Yeah. To be honest, that's what kept me going. But, um... but the thing is, you know, zombies is much more my genre in terms of horror. Mm. You know, you're. You're more the, you know, the the carry, the it, the that sort well, of horror, aren't you, rather than well, pure that, zombies. I mean, got, well, not well, no, because I've got five zombies. I've got some of the best zombie movies ever made sitting in my collection. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, you're you're off zombies. I'm just saying in terms of horror, you 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 always. I do have, well. I go through different genres. I mean, it's like watching what I say. I saw we talk about later was was the nun, yeah, which I watched um over the weekend. You know? Yeah, so I I do I do like to dip in all sorts of genre, and I I've got, I've got a really a real fascination. I've always have done for Italian horror and stuff like that, and I just I like the the way it comes across mm-hmm. in a movie. It's, it's 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 very sometimes very B movie like, but um yeah, you know. But anyway, anyway, so the last game is I've been hammering Assassin's Creed Origins. What a surprise. Kill surprise. Mm. But I have actually completed the main story. Oh, okay. Um, which is what I wanted to do. But there is, like Odyssey, there is so much more story after the main story. Yes, there's too much, really, isn't there? <laughs> There, there is because I must have spent a hundred hours on this now. Mm. I have um, lived 
you know, lived it, sweat it, dreamed it, everything, this game, mm. because I've been wanting to get, you know, as far on as I can. And I'm also starting on a DLC on it as well, because I haven't even touched a DLC until recently. No, I've, to be honest, I've got both of these games I should be going back to at some point. It's, it's a crime not to. I, th- I think that both um, Assassin's Creed Origins and Odyssey are both fantastic. Mm. I think that they are the best in the genre. And also, I love the fact that the main character from Origins, even though he's Egyptian, is obviously a Yorkshire lad because he's called Bayek. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's 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 a really good story. Uh, you can see how they've developed out of Assassin's Creed Mm. Uh, origins into Odyssey in terms of how it went and um, you know the Alexius or Cassandra whichever way you chose uh, storyline was fantastic in that as well and I've been back to that as well playing some of the DLC that I haven't got up to yet as well mm. um, but uh, you know the, I've been doing some of like the Pharaoh challenges that's on uh, at the moment, so there was like a <clears throat> Egyptian god that you had to battle yeah. against. Hasn't that museum stuff landed on top of it as well yet? There was yeah, the, you can download the museum stuff, which uh, will give you a guided tour. I haven't tried that. Hmm. Uh, I have have to be honest with that. I've just uh, because I've been just concentrating on the story, mm. and the map's massive. And even though I've spent so much time, there's still three areas of the map I haven't even opened. Mm. and i've completed the main story so crazy it is i mean in terms of content you know this will keep you going and going and going and the other assassin's creed odyssey it's exactly the the same in terms of masses of content but this one actually feels like it probably has a bit more okay um whether or not it has or not, I don't know. But uh, it certainly, I feel like I'm going through more stuff on this one. Mm. Um, but I've been like really dedicated to getting th- getting through it as much as I can. Yeah. And I'm not even like at the level cap either. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm at like level, what was it, 42, something like that. Uh, so not even high enough to do some of the high-end stuff in the game yet. Yeah. And like I said, I've completed the, the story. but And uh, I love the way that the skill tree works, because the thing that bugged me about Odyssey a little bit was for some of the skills that you could learn, you had to pick and choose. So... What, from the tree, you mean? Yeah. So, right. for example... Um, one should filled out what all of the buttons do. Mm. The only thing you could do, if you if it wasn't on the one way you could go down and choose some more, was to replace a skill with another skill. And I didn't like that because it, it limited my options. You know, if I unlock everything on the skill tree, I yeah. want to be able to do everything on the skill tree. Mm. I don't want to specialise. That's why I spent the time unlocking everything so i could do everything and that's not that's not the way it's set up so it's but it is more like that in origins yeah that you can you know once you've unlocked it you can do it but i still must have about what 15 
things on the skill tree that I haven't unlocked. Yeah, do you think, do you think sometimes they're a little bit too big or not? They can be. I think there is a definitely they get a, a bit overwhelming, don't they? With when, when you see that map, I mean, I suppose what you can do, I suppose, if you go into your options, you can take some of the take some stuff off the map. Maybe make that make it a little, yeah. a little bit more palatable to. Well, if you zoom in as well, you can zoom in and that that takes it down a bit. But, uh, for example, the sink points, there are 72 or 78 sink points in the game. And I've got 52 of them. Well, yeah. You know, that's... it's, It's a massive, massive game. And uh, I've you know really enjoyed the time with it. it mm. If you've if you've played this or you fancy playing it, and you've not done it, you can pick it up for quite cheap now. It's well well worth playing. Yeah, definitely. Re- you know, really enjoyed it, um, and still enjoying it as well. You know, I, I just. Every waking moment, virtually thinking, I'll just do that. And it's one of those games of, you know, when you get, you know, it's a good game when you say, right, I'm going to do this and that's it. And then. It's never, it's never one, it's never, I'll do five more minutes. No. We, norm, I don't know about you, but normally I say, right, I'm going to do one more quest and that's it. And then something will trigger it, which will open up another question and go, I'll just do this one now. I'll just pop and I'll, see that. I want to pop into that cave. What's in there, you know? Yeah, or, or I'm I'm only like uh, 500 metres away from the sink point. I'll go there. Oh, that sink point's opened up. That, it's a tomb. I'll tell you what, I'll just go and do the tomb. And you end up going doing all of that sort of thing, and that's definitely what I've been doing with this game. <laughs> but there's so many, but I love the fact that there's the tombs as well uh, that you can do, and then, you know, uh, all of the kind of semi-puzzles that they are. Yeah. You know, because there's stuff hidden and stuff like that. You've really got to keep your eye out for it. But really enjoyable game. Mm. L- love the game. Love the game. Bye, it's good, lad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, shall we move on to uh, movies, TV and streaming? Let's do that. In quest of a better life. Okay, so movies, TV, and streaming. Well, I've got a few films to talk about uh, this time, but uh, we'll start off with, I haven't got any news, but Steve, have you got any news there? No, one little thing. I think Daniel Craig is now going back to filming after doing his footing before the start of um, for the Bond. Yeah. So that's back. There was a <clears throat> actually was a, an, an incident at, at Pinewood Studios as well. Where there was, I don't know, there was, there was, I don't know if it was a little explosion or something went wrong outside the side of the building. Mm. So I think at the moment that 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 movie's doomed. A stuntman got injured as well, didn't he? Um, possibly, yeah. It's just it's it's a right mess at the moment. I've also heard that uh, Rami Malek's um, having to like go in on an evening to do stuff and whatever because of uh, sh- uh, filming conflicts. Oh, has he got too much on? <laughs> yeah, evidently. Well, look, Michael J. Fox worked twenty four seven when he was doing Back to the Future and Family Ties, so I'm sure he can cope. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, 
he he got what he wanted from the song, didn't he? I want it all and I want it now. Yes, he absolutely does, doesn't he? Yeah. Anyway, <coughs> so cinema releases. So cinema this week on the 28th of June, we have Yesterday, which I'd not seen this clip until I went to the cinema uh, the other day. And actually, this looks quite good because it's about a guy who uh, gets knocked on the head or an accident or run over or something, yeah. and then wakes up in a world where the Beatles never existed. But yes, he I knows saw, the songs. I, I did, I've seen the trailer for this somewhere. I don't know where I saw it, actually. Yeah. But yeah, but I, when you said Jesse, I was going to continue singing it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like a little bit of life on Mars, like in it, in a way, theoretically, you know, that sort of idea. Yeah, I actually quite I like the idea as a notion. Um, to be honest, I think it it um, sound it gives it gives it an interesting sort of thing of what would a world without the Beatles be like? Because the Beatles were a big pop culture icon and a big you know big thing for pop culture references as well. If you think about it, yeah, I mean. That's why, and, and it's like that other TV show, for example, um, Goodnight Sweetheart. Yeah. And in that where Gary Sparrow goes through a time portal into the <clears throat> time during the war. Yes. And he starts saying that I've written this new song and it's a, like a Beatles song or something like that. Yeah. So it's been done before. Yeah. I, I did find one of the things uh, funny though, where it was showing a recording, Hey Jude. Mm. And uh, I, f- I forgot what the name of that ginger-haired singer is. I can't stand him. He's, he was on Game of Thrones and he's been on other stuff. I'm not sure off the top of my head, but carry on. Uh, well, anyway, he uh, was saying, oh, why don't you try it as Hey Dude? Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's <laughs> <was funny>. Excuse <clears throat> me. Anyway, other films out this week. We have The Queen's Corgi, uh, Robert the Bruce, In Fabric, and support the girls. So, there okay. we go. So, um, what about, uh, Steve, anything that's picked your uh, fancy in this, this oh, week's let me uh, have movie a look. releases? Let me have a look. I cannot see a great... So, what we got? American Horror Project Volume 2 on Blu-ray. We have... Early Woman film... No, no, what's that? Da, 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 da. Happy Death Day to You. Blu-ray DVD. Wasn't that one that you were talking about a while ago? Uh, yeah, I saw, I've seen the first film, Happy Death Day, but I want to see this, the sequel. Okay. It, 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 brilliant. It is Groundhog Day for a horror genre. Because if you remember the, the first film, uh, she kept waking up and dying and then waking back up in the same point in, in this bed. Yeah. So she's trying to find out who murdered her, who's trying to kill her. So, um, yeah, it, it's Happy Death Day, um, the original one's well worth a watch. And um, I'm sure I'll be able to at some point pick that up and, and watch that as well. Mm. Well worth a watch. Another one there that comes, well, it's a 40th anniversary limited edition. Oh, Scott. Yes, I saw that when it came out 40 years ago now then. Yeah, blimey. And I remember seeing that I was working in Bridgend in Wales at the time. And I went to see that. And the other film I saw was Scanners in this little, in this little tiny little tin pot cinema. Yeah, but Scum was, it is, it was a sort of got a bit banned as well. It was, it was made by made for TV, 
and there's a lot of stars in there that have gone on to do better things. Um, mm. A big example is the main character uh, is Ray Winston. Yes, he was in that, wasn't he? Yeah, so he played Carling, I think his name was, if I remember rightly. Yeah, and then he played Carter in the Sweeney. He did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another one there, I think, is that The Man Who Will Be King? Is that the Sean Connery movie, by any chance? I'm not sure if it's been re-released. So, yeah, there, and um, yeah, it's not, it's not a great deal at the moment. No, a couple, I, couple I feel that there's a bit of a dearth of movies being released, you know, Blu-rays and that sort of thing that I'm interested in at the moment. Well, I think there's there's going to be a few more a little bit later in the year. That's, it's, we do get a bit of a quiet season there again. Yeah. And there's going to be a few. I'm sure that they'll be back with a vengeance. Yes, there will be. And that's one other quick thing. Yeah. Which reminded me. Avengers, Inven- the Avengers movies will be going back into the cinema. Have you heard about this? No, I haven't. Because it's going to have a few more seconds added onto it. Now, I'm saying this very, very low key because I'm not going to say exactly what it is. They've actually added a couple of, I don't know if it's like a, maybe 30 seconds at the end or something. Mm-hmm. don't know. You have to Google it and have a look. But um, yeah, I think the reason is they're trying to do that is so they can beat Avatar. I'm sure that's the reason for it. Probably. But it's definitely going to be getting a quick little re-release. Yeah. In the coming weeks. All right, okay. That's if you can stomach another three hours. <laughs> well, I have seen it twice. <laughs> that's probably going to be enough, isn't it? Mm, I don't know. I did enjoy it. But I think I'd wait till I get the blue <clears throat> ring. Um, yeah, I think I probably will. But I'm uh, more looking forward to Spider-Man Far From Home. July 2nd, I think the release date for that is. Yeah, next week after next. Yeah. I might have to take see if I can take um, take the missus to the cinema that week. Well, I'm going to go with my son. Mm. And then I'm going to go with my friend. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got your boyfriend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Loosely termed. Lucy said, "My my male buddy." Yes, that's yes. it. Your, you know, it's, uh, what was what was it used to be called in school? When you used to have, they used to, you to have to. If you're a new in new, if you went to a school when you were like new, you'd have to attach onto someone as a, as a buddy, wouldn't you? Their buddy, yeah. the buddy system. Yeah, something like that. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so what you doing the charts? Yeah, I'll do the charts. So. Uh, in the charts this week, uh, so this is for uh, cinema, we have X-Men Dark Phoenix, which I have seen, uh, The Secret Life of Pets 2, Rocket Man, Men in Black International, which I've also seen, and Aladdin. Which you definitely don't want to watch. <laughs> no, to me, all of this live action, it's just a whole new world. I'm not interested. Disney, I've, I've not got anything new these days. They're just regurgitating stuff now, and it's getting a bit boring. I have to admit, though, that it did look interesting seeing the live-action version of The Lion King on the trailer. Yeah, I mean, I will get... Some of those I will get to see at some point, but I just think, come on, let's have some new content, eh? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. It's, it's the year of the reboots and sequels, and it gets boring after a while. I don't mind reboots and sequels. It's just there's too many of them. Mm. But anyway. Okay, so... Blu-ray, Blu-ray DVD. Charts. Okay, so from one down to five, The Lego Movie 2, the second part. 
From from six up to four, we have Aquaman. From seven up to three, we've got Bohemian Rhapsody. Still, still at two is Stan and Ollie. And in at one, brand new, we have How to Train Your Dragon, Hidden World. Yeah, the return of the franchise that died. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay, so, Steve, what have you been watching? So, this week, Sky at the Weekend's movie that they release, the big one for the week, and this was The Nun. Probably not your cup of tea. So, if you know the Conjuring universe, mm-hmm. so where we have we have the Annabelle movies, we have um, the Conjuring, we have the Insidious movies, yeah, and also in the same universe is the Nun. And if I can't remember which one it was in, but the the Nun did make an appearance somewhere in the in the other movies. And what they've done here is you've got a priest with a haunted past and an novice on a threshold of her final vows. These two people are sent from the Vatican to investigate the death of a young young nun in a Romanian church, which is in the middle of nowhere in a forest, let it be. And within that, they confront these malevolent force of a demonic nun. The film's about 90 minutes long. It's that's long enough, and there's some good <clears> jump scares in it. And let's put it this way: my missus said, "Should we put something else on afterwards just to lighten the atmosphere?" Because she did not enjoy that at all. Now, not because it was a bad movie, but it just freaked her out. <laughs> Very creepy, but it was good. I enjoyed it. Fair enough. So, if you're a horror fan, yeah. If not, well, yeah. I mean, give it a go. You know, it might be uh, it might be your cup of tea. Well, IMDb give it two and a half stars, don't they? 5.4, actually, I'm looking at the moment. Yeah. But uh, that's four. That's, that's about five out of ten, so it's an average film. Very average. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other film I've watched, which is going to be less average, because from my Arrow collection that I started building up with, so I've gone back to 1977, and to a film I did see as a as a child. Now it's classed as an eighteen certificate these days. So I don't know how I did see it. Maybe it didn't have that sort of um rating back in the seventies. So what we have here we got an astro- astronaut that with his with his crew they go off to to Saturn. They they come back with an ill fated disaster of a of a journey and he's anyone that survived. And he's in hospital, bandaged up, and he gets to look at himself and he is starting to melt. Now, when I mean melt, he is starting to literally turn to goo. And he starts killing people at the same time. He escapes the hospital and goes on from there, really. Very much a B-movie in how it comes out. Mm. I like those sort of films. I, I've got a soft spot for them. And, uh, yeah, it's good fun. From what I'm concerned, hour and a half long. So yeah, actually, it came out in 1978 in the UK, but it came in the states. It's probably 77. But uh, I think I've seen this, but it's so many years ago. I wouldn't like to think about it. Probably about 25 years ago that I think I've seen it. Okay, now. 
I'll tell you this though, if you fancy having to, if you fancy going to watch it, it is on YouTube in its full gooey glory. Okay. So if you Google it, you will find the whole film there. Decent quality. No, yeah, perfect, yeah. But I, I say I, I've got a soft spot for these sort of films, and it's, it's, it's right on my alley. And uh, it's only a, in the um, IMDb gives it a three point nine out of ten. But it, it's it's the sort of film that I, I I enjoy, so I don't go by the score. No, well, I must admit I never look at scores before I go and see a film anyway. <clears throat> no, I, I say I've seen this before, so this was a return for me. And the uh, some of the makeups. It's pretty cool as well. Yeah. I mean, do you oh. ever find, you know, when you, if you hear about what people are saying, mm. that it may be tampers with your expectations? Well, you get that. I mean, I'll give you an example because, say, my, my daughter, she and her boyfriend have got a cinema pass. Mm. So they go every week watching movies. So they they went to see Men in Black recently, and they went to see X Men Dark Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So I, I I I do go by her. What I I'm pretty much on par with her anyway. So when she tells me, I said, "Well, how, how did you find so and so?" She went, "It's all right." So <laughs> I get the feeling that sometimes some of these films aren't coming up to scratch. Yeah. The same way, I'm, I'm sure you might say otherwise. Where X Men Dark Phoenix isn't cracked up all it's to be, or it is, or it is, but you can tell me your verdict in a minute. So I will. But yeah. Anyway, so let's should we move on to you got to tell me about Men in Black because the series is starting to go a bit downhill. I thought. Well, actually, I have to admit. I mean, because I've yeah, you know, I've always been a Men in Black fan since uh, it was. I mean, I love you. Back I '94. Yeah, I love the original movie, don't get me wrong. And the sequel was okay, yeah. as in just okay. But with a little bit of, with the way this film, obviously with Liam Neeson, that doesn't help, maybe. I don't know, because you heard of people trying to say, let's take him out of the film due to what happened with him and what he was saying. Well, I don't think that you could, because it was pretty no. integral to the story. Yeah, but this is what was going on in the background at the time anyway. Yeah, well, and was, all of his uh, racist comments was us. It's allegedly racist. Alleged, comments, yeah. We which... got to say allegedly, otherwise, yeah. yeah. But um, so I'm not sure how this is. This made for the sake of it, and so how how was it? Um, well, first off, what I'll do is I'll, I'll just before I go into international, I'll say I started off by watching rewatching Betty Black one, two, and three. Yeah. So been through the highs and the lows uh, of that. My personal view is I enjoyed Men in Black 3. I know a lot of people didn't. Yeah, that was um, because that was going back to the story of of Kay, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. And I like Boris the Animal. Okay. I need to to rewatch number three. It's been a while. Yeah. So... But, you know, it's incredible to think that, you know, the, the first Men in Black was 22 years ago. Yeah. It's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Not quite. But 
Um, I used I really enjoyed the, as a trilogy on the whole because even the second one, which wasn't as good, was still good. Yeah, you know it was it was good fun. Um, so really enjoyed watching them. Then we thought because the other thing as well is I was trying to get my son into Many Black. Now he loves the movies. Hmm. He's absolute, and I think he's the right age for them as well. You know, to to really start getting into them because he's starting to get a bit more of a movie interest now, finally. Mm. Um, and so I thought, right, what we'll do is I'll start off with Men in Black one because I'm sure he'll like this. Mm. So he watched it. Then he wanted to watch two and three in rapid, rapid succession. And then I pointed out, well, actually, there's Men in Black International on at the cinema. Would you want to see that? Oh, yeah, yeah. go and see that. So mm. anyway, we went to see that. So. As you said, it does star um, Liam Neeson, but it's also got Chris Hemsworth, as in Thor, and also Tessa Thompson, who played uh, Valkyrie on... Alongside Thor. Alongside <laughs> Thor on Avengers, but also on Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok, that's correct, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, some familiar faces, and obviously they've got good chemistry on screen as well. Do you well. think that's why they do you think that's why those two were chosen maybe one was chosen before the other but because of the way the chemistry worked in Thor Ragnarok do you think that's maybe where they they decided to cherry pick both together? I think I think probably Chris Hemsworth is he's the man of the hour isn't he really? Oh yeah. Um so I th- I think that he probably would have been quite a natural choice. Uh, whereas I think Tessa Thompson, despite the fact that she's a good actress and I'm not knocking her there, I mm. think it didn't harm in any way the fact that she was Valkyrie on uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm. And she's worked alongside Chris Hemsworth before. I don't think it harmed it, definitely. So she plays a character who um, witnesses um, her parents being neuralised and then goes to look for the men in black when she gets older hmm. because a neuralizer didn't work from her because she was further away. So obviously these things have a, a distance at the and work. Yeah, well, I say that, but the one they used on top of the um, Statue of Liberty must have been quite a big one then. Yeah, I don't think it was like a little <laughs> normal one. Not, yeah, you see cigar size. Yeah. So uh, she goes out looking for... Um, men in black after trying to go into the FBI and saying I want to go in a department that's not listed here sort of thing mm. you know the ones with up there and so she she ended up you know being a bit cuckoo-ish I think uh, but all this happens in the first couple of minutes of the film Yeah. anyway she tracks them down and uh, is sent to London on a probationary period as an agent uh, by Emma Thompson who reprises her role as O, mm-hmm. and um, arrives uh, there and partners herself up more than anything else with Chris Hemsworth. Um, and that's where the story goes along. So she's sent to London because uh, Emma Thompson is convinced there is something wrong in the London branch. Yeah. And... The story revolves around uh, looking for a mole in MIB. Right. Now, where this movie differs from the other Men in Blacks 
is it's got all of the normal references like the neuralizer, all of that sort of stuff, the suit, the press the red button. Hmm. But it's arguably a bit more action-packed in some bits, probably more linked to Liam Neeson's, not Liam Neeson, um, Chris Hemsworth's image has been more action-orientated, whereas um, Will Will Smith was much more comedy-orientated even though he could do the action as well. Well, you're saying, I'm, I'm only going to assume, because I've not seen it though, but Chris Hensworth plays this for laughs anyway. Yeah, he does. The problem is, there's not many laughs in it, mm. and the ones that are in it are a little bit flat. Okay. It's it's not like, I don't know whether or not it's because we've been exposed to too much Men in Black or whatever, um, but all of the the references are there. It's just, some of it doesn't work in the same way. Now, you can't blame Liam Neeson for most of that because, to be honest, he doesn't have massive screen time. Mm. You know, he keeps popping up as like, uh, well, as High T, who's like the equivalent of Zed, was yeah. or always. <clears throat> but it's it's not. You know, it's it it's not the laugh sort of movie that it that there were before. They've they've gone a bit more, or it felt more serious, which mm. isn't a bad thing, but it's also not a good thing either. It's just a, huh? Okay, that's how you've done it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's it's I mean it's okay branching it out. Obviously, this is a the another another department within. You know, within the country, within a different country. So obviously, yeah. but I, I still would have loved to. I, I, even though we only got to see him twice, is it twice when um with uh, God dear, my, my Tommy Lee Jones. No, with um. Oh, sorry, I'm I'm just going completely. My, I can't get things out of, out of my um. Head. With Will Smith, yeah. With Will Sorry. Smith, yeah. With because Will, Will Smith and he did did he do two, didn't he? No, he did all three. As did, did Tommy Lee Jones, but Tommy Lee Jones was only in the half of it, uh, half of it for the third one. Yeah, but I mean, I know probably Will Smith's got better fish to fry these days at the moment, but I think it isn't Men in Black without him sometimes. Yeah, there was there was just something about the Will Smith swagger. For want mm. of a better term, um, you know that his his on screen presence is different to Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, and don't get me Does wrong, he... I I love Chris Hemsworth. I think oh, he's do great. You think it, yeah, but... but do you think do you think um, Chris Hemsworth now might feel typecasted a little bit? Possibly. He's been playing, he's been playing Thor for a, for a number of years now. Yeah, but he's still going with Thor. He's not leaving. Well, no, I mean. We're not sure where the character's going yet, do we? I mean, Guardians is a possibility the way it's going to go. But, you know, he's been playing that character now for, what, is it about 10 years, is it? Yeah, as Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, it's maybe, I mean, maybe it's feel a bit typecast now. It's something that happens to some most actors at the best of times, to be honest. Well, yeah. But it's a good thing you... or a bad thing, I don't know, but... Um, well, they never make the money out of it. I think from their point of view, it must always be a good thing because 
um, your your that makes the the role synonymous to you. Yeah, you know, I mean, look at Bill Shatner; he could have just lived off Star Trek. He still does. Well, yeah, he still does. But, I mean, you know, he doesn't need to do anything else. He does do other stuff, but... Oh, he does the bits and pieces, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Will Smith, his catalogue of of movies is is probably incredible now. And he's still got a a few more in the pipeline. I think even with his son as well at the moment. Well, he he does comedy, he does serious, he does a whole range. But then again, so does Chris Hemsworth. But they are very different sort of you know sort of people you know it's like chris hemsworth his comedy comes from his charm mm. whereas um will smith it's sort of like more for want of a better term ghetto he sort of you know he 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 uses his ethnicity in his mm. humor and I don't, yeah. that's not meaning insulting. That is just that, you know, he, it's a part of his identity. Can you believe that Men in Black 3 was, was, was 2012? That seemed like an yeah. age, didn't it? Yeah, it's seven years ago. It's a long time. And Tommy Lee Jones looked old then. <laughs> he always looks old, though, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he, he did. But to, to be honest, I always thought, even when the first one came out, I thought, God, Tommy Lee Jones looks old. But man, has he aged badly. <laughs> Since the first one, <laughs> but I, it's funny because I, I actually liked, um, I did like the way that they they got the younger version thrown in. Yeah, and you know who, uh, what he also did as well, what role? Yeah, Thanos. He did. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So there's a little bit of a Marvel link through these movies. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I'm surprised actually that if they'd have done another one, I'd have bet that they've uh, done some sort of link to that. Who knows? <laughs> but I I enjoyed the movie, you know. Yeah. It, but it, it wasn't. I I took it for what it was. Um, it's a very average movie. It's not the same as the other ones. If you look mm. at it as in the light of the other ones, you're going to be disappointed, definitely. But you need to have seen the other ones to <clears throat> understand some of the references. Like the denuralizer and the red button and all of that sort of stuff, mm. because um, I think that the movie goes in with the understanding that the audience understands all this now. Yeah, <clears throat> if you see what I mean. Mm. Oh yeah, I mean, I will get. I will probably see that when it gets released at some point. It's. I don't think if I were to go to the cinema, I think I've got to. It's going to be for, for a bigger film. Yeah. You know, but uh, so do um, you want to go on? <clears throat> I would say it's probably best to wait for the Blu-ray or wait for it on Netflix or something. Yeah. Or Sky <clears throat> in case my, you know. Yeah. So my next one is actually um, a Netflix movie. I've got one on here that I haven't talked about yet, which is Dark Phoenix, which we'll get on to as well. Yeah. Um, my next one is I Am Mother. Have you seen this one? It's on Netflix. So you start chatting. I'll just have a look on my phone and just right. so go into Netflix and have a look. Basic storyline is um, there has been some sort of disaster uh, in the world and um, lots of people have died. The, the world's a hostile place, blah, blah, blah. And this is quite an engrossing sci-fi 
about <clears throat> on a barren earth, a robot raises a child from an embryo as is as its daughter mm. in a plan to repopulate uh, the earth as part of a human contingency plan um, to bring humanity back after the disaster. So there's like millions of these little embryos frozen and then this <coughs> machine called Mother has the ability to um, grow these and then start to raise them, educate them, but you know they're in this bunker, which is all the technical gadgets, food, everything in there that you know wants for nothing, apart from company of other people. Mm. So, um, daughter, which is the main character's name because she wasn't given anything else is the first of the humans to be brought back, um, and she's a very curious child, um, you know, about what... And she's very curious about what's outside of the bunker, because okay. her mother says that nothing can survive out there. When I say her mother, I mean the machine mother. Hmm. Um, and her interests are piqued when she hears sounds emanating from the other side of the bunker hatch. I'm not going to say any more because that would ruin the story, but uh, it's on Netflix, and I really enjoyed this. Okay. Um, I did predict a lot. I have to admit. So it 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 wasn't it was was it obvious the way the storyline was going to go? Then was it or? Um. Well, it depends. It might it might have just been the way that my brain was was working, but there's lots of plot twists and misdirections and whatever mm. um but you know after you've watched so many sci-fis you, you do start to come up with predictions about what's going to happen sometimes you're on the button and other times you're not this time i was but i could have equally have been not mm. so um yeah it's it's enjoyable you know, it's an enjoyable movie, well worth watching. Um, really got a lot out of it, I think, and um, very clever in the way it's done some of the stuff as well. So, yeah. recommend that's on Netflix. My last cool. one is X Men Dark Phoenix. So, this is the last outing of the first class X Men part of the franchise before really X Men goes over to Disney. So, this is a non Disney Marvel um, film, so it's not part of the MCU. <clears throat> um, and to be honest, this I feel that this feels a bit like a cashing on uh, some of Sophie Turner's fame from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, the main problem with this, I think there are two things. First off, it's based loosely on X-Men 3, as in the fact that X-Men 3 was about, uh, you know, Phoenix coming, you know, uh, from Jean Grey, her mm. alter ego, um, and about how Jean Grey went mad. This kind of uses that, but in a completely different sense. So, don't, you know, it's, it's not a um, facsimile in the way that... The Force Awakens was to a new hope. Hmm. But it uses some of the same premises as the X-Men 3. Um, 
the so but the main problem with all of the X Men movies has been continuity. They're all over the show. Yeah, exactly. And whoever has the job of continuity editor on the X Men movies, yeah, you have mm-hmm. one job. Jesus. It's not hard, is it? No. <laughs> were, were you in a coma during the development of all of these movies? Is all I can say. Yeah. Because it the the movies are a mess. They're a complete and utter dog's dinner. Mm. One, two, and three were fine. They fit with each other. They fit neatly, generally speaking. Wolverine wasn't it didn't fit it didn't fit at all uh because of what happened in wolverine etc etc wolverine 2 really uh you know mucked that water up even more Mm. because of you know what happened with uh, wolverine's claws in the movie um and then what happened in the x-men days of futures past I can't remember these movies. It's been such a long time since I've seen the last X Men movie. Yeah, it's uh, well. It's a had... shame because I, I I I really enjoyed the original movies that came out. Thoroughly enjoyed them, and then when they doing this first class business, they they were okay, but then they're starting to just they're just not the quality's not there anymore. I I wouldn't say that because I I I enjoyed. The first class. I actually enjoyed the first class ones more than the original three X-Men movies, that trilogy. No, I don't think so. No. Yeah, you don't, but I did. Mm. Okay. Um, The continuity of it is shockingly bad. You know, nowadays, I don't know why um, Fox don't get this into their head when they produce these movies, but as... Movie goes, we expect quality. And part of that quality, a very, very important part of that quality, is consistency between films in the same franchise. Mm. So if you establish something in one movie, you don't ignore it in the next. And that was the problem with the Wolverine um, movie and the other X-Men movies because it ignored it because if you remember what happened at the end of the Wolverine, um, he'd had his claws lobbed off on, you know, uh, the second one Hmm. um, on one of his hands because it was cut through by that, uh, you know, Japanese adamantium, is it adamantium or whatever it was? Uh, Knight that chopped through his, uh, yeah, vibranium is uh, the other one. Adamantium, you know, claws chopped through them. Um, so Wolverine lost his claws on one of his hands, basically, apart from the like the little stubs, and then he was going through the the um, airport when Magneto and um, Xavier basically said, "We need you," sort of thing, mm. and then it went on to Days of Future Past, where funnily enough, suddenly Wolverine's got his claws back, but there was no explanation. Now I know Magneto. His power is about manipulating metal. So what the explanation was very easy that Magneto 
stretched the metal in his body to give him new claws. Job done. That's all it needed, but it ignored it. And it's not the only time that they've ignored stuff. And this drives me crazy. Mm. And they did one thing in this movie, which is well publicised, but I'm not going to say what it is. And it's sort of like, no. The other thing as well about this whole franchise is Mystique was Raven and Mystique was on the Brotherhood side in the first films, but is seems to always be on Xavier's side in these movies, or, you know, predominantly. Mm. So there's a lack of consistency in the movies and in the source to the source material to themselves, uh, everything. And I think that this is what ruins the movies. As a standalone X-Men movie, but just happened to be played by the same characters as the previous ones. It's okay. It's not earth shattering. The effects are fantastic. It's quite a decent story. It's not consistent with the other movies though. Mm. And and this is always going to be the problem with these movies. And I'm hoping that because the MCU's not perfect, don't get me wrong, but they've got 22 movies that they've tied up. And this is what needs to happen with the X-Men when they come into the fold. And I th- I think with what happens in um the uh, end game, I think that they've opened the door to allow the X-Men to come in now. Especially with what's going to be established in Spider-Man Far From Home, from what I yeah. understand. But that's a different story. Uh, yeah, I mean... Anyway, so my my advice basically is on this... If you're really a, a super fan of X-Men, go and see it. If you... What on earth is that? My phone went to life, sorry. God, don't It ask. sounded like you were unzipping something and was saying it's not that exciting what I'm, <laughs> what I'm talking about. Well, my phone's supposed to be on silent. Why isn't it? <laughs> anyway, carry on. Do I, I, I don't know what's, what's more alarming is the fact that it sounded like you were unzipping your flies or the fact that your phone is set up to sound like you're unzipping your flies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, so, yeah, it, otherwise, just, it, it's it's worth a watch. I just wouldn't say it's worth a watch at the cinema. Mm. You know, be all right on, uh, you know, on Netflix or whatever. So that's that. So shall we move on to our listener questions? John, what's happening to us? All right, so listener questions, and as always, we've got good old faithful Mark sent us in some questions. First one of which is, which game has been your best value so far this year? Doesn't necessarily need to be a game released this year. Well, it was actually, I think. Uh-huh. Was it, was it this year? Well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what game you're talking about. You haven't said. I'm talking to myself. No. Yes, it was Resident Evil 2, the remake. Okay. Which I need to go back to play the second part of the storyline, actually. I've finished it, done the first done the first playthrough, as you should do, and um, move on from there. But it's a fantastic game. 
Now, um, are we are we doing a clear distinction here? The difference between your favourite game that you've played this year, or your best it's best value. value as well? It's best value because it's got a second playthrough. Okay. So, uh, the way as they everyone knows that plays Resident Evil games know that Resident Evil Two has has a, a multiple playthrough scenario to get more out of the story. Yeah. So it, it needs a second playthrough for me. All right. Whether or not I will get that point is another matter, but with a few games coming out in the next oh, week or two as well. I have to admit, you're starting to get yourself the the nickname of the not completer, I think. I don't think so, no. I'm nowhere near that. <laughs> I don't know the amount of games that you've said. You see, no, I, 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 haven't... I, 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 I don't... The games that I have and the games I play is for the mood I'm in. If I want it, if it depend if a story grabs me, then that's all well and good, and I would want to complete it. But stories aren't grabbing me as much at the moment, so actually, I would like to play Destiny. Actually, I I think I just have thought of a better nickname for you. I think we should call you Shortstop because you play new games for a little bit and then stop playing and we we'll go back to Destiny. I don't think so. Anyway, <laughs> what, what about yourself? Uh. Best game so far this I year. I think it'd be. I think it's going to be an Assassin's Creed for you. I yeah, and I think that the one I'm going to say is going to be Assassin's Creed Odyssey, mm. because I got the Ultimate Edition when it was full price, and I feel like I have really had my value for money out of that. Because well, if you hadn't have done, you'd have been wasting all that money, wouldn't you? Because yeah, it's quite expensive. It, well, it was like ninety four pounds. Mm. Um. But with that, I got Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered, as well as the main game, and all of the season pass stuff and all of the extras as well. I think probably the gold edition would have been a better value, but that is on the basis that the the gold version um, had everything that the main one did, apart from a couple of couple of outfits which you don't necessarily need yeah because i went for the i went for the gold edition personally yeah so i think you've probably mm. got slightly better value for me on that if you'd have played it as much yeah <clears throat> but uh you haven't so you haven't <laughs> whatever whatever you need to get back to that that is a hundred hours of oh, really good yeah gameplay. i know but it's just yeah, but anyway. then you're going to go and buy some more, aren't you? And no, but not it's, it's not. We've got, got so much coming out on Game Pass in the next few months. It's going to be like... But then you still play Destiny. Yeah, because I like playing it. It's a, it's my go-to relaxation. I like shooting people. <laughs> That's a term of phrase. Fair enough. Fair enough. As long as you're enjoying it, doesn't well, matter do. what I you bet, play, does I, it? I, I'm getting more fun out of that. Like, I've as much fun as now as I, I did before. Even I'm playing on my own, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, let's move on. So, uh, do you want to do his second question? Okay, so how important is backward compatibility to you and to the industry in general? Now, obviously Microsoft have given us their last titles for backward compatibility at the moment. Well, they said that, and then they released some more. No, they they said that because they're concentrating on the, on the Project Scarlet, aren't they? I still think we'll still be seeing some coming out. Drip. Well, they've said there's no more at the moment. That's it. So the ones that was in the last list, which we haven't actually mentioned yet, but we may have to bring it up next week. 
It's about six or seven hundred, isn't it? I'm back on Compat, I think. Oh, there's loads, but there was like seven or eight titles that came out just at just at E3 time. Yeah. So it's it depends. It's important if it's a game you're after, really. That's how I look at it. If it's a game that you really want to play that you haven't been able to play due to back compatibility. Mm. And it, me, and it comes out. Then I think it's it's, it's important to, to the individual. Yeah, because I think uh, especially for someone like yourself, you sell your consoles, don't you? Or you have mm. done in the past. I do, yes. So, I that means that you've bought a lot of content which you can never use again unless it comes on backward compat. And I think that mm. that's probably been a really good thing for you. Yeah. Yeah, it's difficult, really. I mean, I, it's, some content I bought in the past I've got back. So I've never really lost out. Yeah. Well, I'm not, no, what I'm saying is, though, is if they'd have never have done backward compat, you'd have had to have bought another console in order to do it. Well, I've well, I've still have the three hundred and sixty, so I'm okay there. Yeah, but oh, um, oh yeah, of course you bought another three hundred and sixty, didn't you? I forgot. I did, yeah. So I do have, I do have a three hundred and sixty. But um, but yeah, no, I I I've, I've got a lot out of it. There's a lot of games in my library that are backwards compatibility. Got that sort, got that compatibility there. Yeah, you know, I've got the Fallout games, I've got the Fable games, for example. A few of the arcade ones that came out, like Gallagher and that. So, and a few others. I think, I can't even think what my list is like now for backwards compatibility. It is pretty huge. And obviously we get them each month as well, or have been with uh, with Xbox Live as well. Yeah, I mean, in terms of some of the ones that were uh, released recently, um, there was, on the originals, Armed and Dangerous, Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb, Sphinx and the Curse Mummy, uh, Splinter Cell, Splinter Cell Pandora Tomorrow, Chaos Theory Double Agent, and Unreal Championship Liara Com- uh, Lindry Conflict. And then on the 360, there was Azura's Wrath, Battlefield 2, Enchanted Arms, Enslaved, Odyssey of the West, which is fantastic, one of the best games to play. Far Cry Classic, Far Cry Instincts, Infinite Undiscovery, Peter Jackson's King Kong, the official game of the movie, which is terrible, but very easy 1,000 gamer score. Prince of Persia, The Forgotten Sands, Skate, Star Ocean, Last Hope, Super Puzzle Fighter 2, Syndicate, Two Human, which is quite a good game. I think that was underrated. And Unreal Tournament 3. And then it's a lot of the rare ones, like Banjo-Kazooie ones. Camino, well, they brought Perfect yeah, but they, Dark and Viva Pinata that have been Xbox enhanced. Yeah, and they brought the they brought out as back compat the did they bring it did they bring it as back compat as well with the rare collection or not? No, the rare they collection's gone on to Game Pass. That's what it's done. Yeah, and obviously, I got a lot of back. I got a lot of updates for some of that rare collection. I still have installed on my hard drive. Mm. So there's some chunky little sizes of. Um, yeah, well, that's because they've got. Um, X enhanced games on. There yeah, now. I didn't. I haven't got them all installed out of all those. About twenty games, remember in that 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 bundle. More than that, isn't it? Possibly, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, so. um, I mean, for me, I think backward compatibility is important to the industry because we all move on, but sometimes it's nice to go back. And nowadays, we like to do. We like to go. Well, I suppose they're all retro in one way now. More, you know. I know retro is probably older, but it's they are as, as retro now as they are then. Yeah. And but so, so go. On. No, I was just going to say that I like sometimes you do like to put a bit of Fallout 3 on or maybe Fable. Yeah. You know, just go back to them every now and then. Or maybe visit a classic that you never played. Yeah, true. So I think it is important to to everything. I think as well, it also helps software houses because it means that they can continue to get revenue from games that they'd stop getting revenue from. Yeah. By, you know, putting it on on the system or if it goes on to Game Pass by getting, you know, however many grand it the you know, they um get for games going on there. Hmm. So I think it, it's all positive, really. And I think now with the way that Steam and PC has been for years, it's the one thing that we've missed out on as console owners is having that backward compatibility. And I'm so glad that Sony have recognised that now because it's not the same stream in it. No. Not so, at all. No. Anyway, should we move on to the... Uh, Facebook? Facebook questions. So, Paul Wilson is... Which form of um, mental engagement leaves you feeling the most mentally refreshed? And does the time of day affect its benefit? Watching something, (laughs) reading something, listening to something, or playing something? I think probably listening to something, actually. Well, you're big on listening to music, aren't you? Mm, yeah. Particularly movie music, that's your specialist oh, God, yeah. area. Mm, yeah. yeah. I was listening to some James Hall this morning, actually, and um, just chilling out with a cup of coffee, you know? Yeah. Just on my own in the room, Mrs. was doing something the other side, and um, yeah, it's just it's just a form of relaxation to me. But also, I, I can, it's funny, because I, I actually, when I'm listening to, to movie scores, I actually, I have the, the film running in my head, so it's, it's probably watching it as well in one way, but maybe mm. not. Yeah. I think, for me, it depends uh, very much. Um, you know, the, there are different things to do at different times. A lot of it's quite mood sort of orientated, but if it's at work, and because I have my own office, so I'm not sharing it with anyone, so... I can actually listen to a bit of music when I'm at work. You know, normally I'll put in headphones, to be honest, rather than blaring it out in the office. Yeah. But um, it's quite nice to be able to, if you're writing something, just have some music on in the background. But I do try and make it um, something not too verbal. So Mm -hmm. it might be Enigma or it might be Acoustic Alchemy or something or other like that. Uh, to listen to you know more instrumental rather than anything but not not particularly classical which can be a bit heavy to listen to at the best of times um i quite like 
traveling, listening to audio books and podcasts. Hmm. Doesn't matter what form of transport that I'm actually doing. For relaxation on an evening, definitely playing games, but also when I can't bother just watching a movie as well. Just something to keep the brain going. And then if I want to unwind as well, listening to an audio book. Yeah, that's why sometimes if I, depending how it is, I'll um, I'll come into my room here and I'll get my headphones on. Yeah. And just chill out with some music half an hour before I go to bed. Just a way to just wind down, if anything. Because if you'll be, you know, it's like playing games late at night. You go try and go to bed, you're going to be sort of on a high all the time, trying to be in a sort of state like that. It's just mm. crazy. Yeah. But yeah. We all do it differently. We do. So, going to do Nikki's question? So, <clears throat> I didn't know this actually. So, Final Fantasy VIII Remastered is a full price £40 game. And the internet is not happy. Why are people happy to buy old movies again at full price or more, but not video games? I think one of the reasons why people are happy to do that with video games, sorry, at movies, but not video games, is the fact that a movie generally than... costs a third of the of the cost of a video game. I was going to say that because when let's, let's give an example, I bought it before. I bought it once. I'll be buying it again. So the Batman 4K is what twenty five pounds. Yeah, you know it's a third of a price for a full game, isn't it? Yeah, most of the time. Or even half a price of, of a £50 game. No, <clears throat> 25 yes, that'd be half price. Yeah, um, but I just think it's one of those peculiarities that, that we are because I think we've become accustomed over the years to uh, see the price of video games drop the further in back in time that it goes, unless it becomes an absolute classic. Well, unfortunately, I, th- I think the price of video games really has gone up a bit more these over the last year. Yeah. I think paying fifty pounds for a game is 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 just a bit much. I think it's. I think that's. I know I understand the work that goes into it, but I think that's a bit. I think it's a bit too pricey, especially digitally at the moment. Yeah, digitally, we were always told that we'll bring the price down if we didn't have to have all of the production costs of. Uh, DVDs and X, you know, the moving them from one place to another, blah blah blah. Well, that was clearly a lie because it's the other way around, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can actually you can go into, um, well, you can, you can contact Amazon and get Skyrim for twenty quid, or you can go and pay forty quid for it on the store. Yeah, look at. I tell you, there is a game I'd love to go back to because it's just been re-released. I presume it's a remaster. Yeah. It is Crash Bandicoot Racing. Yeah, that's a, a remaster, isn't it? Yeah. Now, I loved that on the PlayStation. Thoroughly enjoyed it. And if you want all the all the whistles with that, you're looking at 54 quid. I mean, come on. Digitally, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't understand why digital... I know, I know that they are trying to... Well, they allege now it's because we can't do that to the stores. I don't think that Microsoft has any... Or anyone has anything. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's, it's like, So, perfect example. I said, I said about Skyrim, just to actually double-check the cost. So, Skyrim today is twenty nine ninety nine on the store. And if you 
go to our uh, Amazon, it's nineteen ninety nine, mm. and if you go to CEX, it's fifteen quid. Yeah. So, why? That there, there is no disc production cost. I would expect them to be on equity with um, CEX, mm. but they're not. And you know, the, once it's uploaded onto the server, you know, if they spend, uh, if they get three people uh, buying it, that'll probably run the server for most part of a year, and then any other versions of it downloaded is just profit. Because it's a game that has been rehashed and rehashed, isn't it? I've made the money out of it, let's put it that way. Well, it, you know, it got to the point it was a dead horse, but uh, they picked it up and said, no, you can't die yet, and, you know, done another couple of lengths with it, didn't they? Yeah, but it's doing well. Yeah, people are still buy- People are still buying it, so... I know they are. It's crazy, but there you go. Yeah, I, it's I, like, I, I know it's, they it's, are. It's like, it's like saying, you know, everyone should have Skyrim by now in some shape shape or form, but people are buying it now on the Switch, or, you know, some people have a slight addiction to how many times they buy it, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Or want it on all formats. Yeah. You know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Do you do a second question? So, Nikki Wilson, I've not been a PC gamer for over 10 years. Why is everyone... You stop editing that as I'm trying to write it. <laughs> sorry, I'm just trying to... Sorry, put it there. I'll put it there because I want... I need to know what the time is so that I can... Because I was trying to read and yeah. that was putting me off. Okay. Right, ready? Yeah. Right, Nikki Wilson's question. I've not been a PC gamer for over 10 years. Why is everyone mad at Epic Games Store for having exclusive games on their store? What makes a difference when you buy a game and still puts the game with a shortcut on the desktop, right? Surely the games be more angry at Steam for not making or not matching their profit margins as Epic offering developers. Sorry, because you've written in the middle of that, but yeah. Go on. Do you want to explain all this to me? Because I don't. I'm not a PC gamer, so. Right. Okay. So on the PC, there are different platforms. So you have Origin. You have Uplay, you have Steam, and you have the Epic Game Store. You have GOG, which is great old games. Yes, you do. I use them. Yeah. So you have all of those. And what people don't like is having all of those different stores, basically. Mm. Um, and but aren't PC gamers used to this, really, at the end of the day? I think if, if most people would be very happy... If you could turn around and say, um, you know, here's this, it's, you know, it, it's all on one store. So, for example, the other thing is about Microsoft. Microsoft have a store as well. So there are just so many different stores. And platforms. And platforms. That you've got to use. Yeah, and you've got to install them. And then yeah. it depends then is, are your friends going to be on it in order to do it? Mm. Um, so all of that causes problems on the PC. Uh, by the way, if anybody's interested, you can actually get Rebel Galaxy for free on the Epic Game Store at the moment. Just thought I'd point that out. Um, <coughs> but that's on PC, obviously. But this is what p- PC gamers don't like. Personally, I don't give a stuff. 
I really don't. I don't care about having them because the the fronts are, um, you know, they don't take up a lot of room, especially on a PC hard drives nowadays. If you've got a six, you know, terabyte hard drive, you're really going to be bothered about a few hundred meg that's dedicated to Steam and another few hundred that's dedicated to Epic. If you're playing multiplayer against people and one of your friends has bought it on Steam and one of your friends has bought it on Epic and one of your friends has bought it on uh, Microsoft, if it's on all those formats, I can understand what the problem is. But what I can't understand the problem is where it's an exclusive to one of the stores, why people get upset about it. Just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Unfortunately, you want to be the master race, you've got to put up with it. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, but we are the master race. So they say. So we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Mark Tudor, he's asked, what's your best gaming bargain you've ever had? Getting two and a half years game pass for one quid has to be right up there for me. Other than that, I got the collector's edition of Elder Scrolls online for £30 which included the game, a steelbook, a leather back coffee book table case and a Molag Bal statute. Uh, big shout out to RyuFP for his heads up on Game Pass. Oh yeah, because he put it on the Facebook page, he didn't he? He did indeed, so thank you for doing that Ryu. You uh, constantly <clears throat> putting up good stuff on there for us, so we appreciate that. So I probably agree actually about the Game Pass. Yeah. That's the deal of the century, I think. I think it is, especially for me, because I've also got the PC mm. side of it. So I, you know, double bubble, as it were. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I th- I think that was good value. Um, I think this links to a question that we were asked earlier on by uh, Mark, is in the fact that I think actually uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey was good value with getting not only Assassin's Creed 3, but Liberation 3 as well. That, that was because you had the ultimate game yeah, version of it. Yeah, if you then. got that version yeah. of it, I think that that was really good value. Um, I also got the uh, Molag Bal statue as well, Mark, for Elder Scrolls Online, so that was good value as well. Uh, the other one that I got was the um, Halo 5 Guardians was it Halo 5 or 4? I can't remember. The uh, Guardian statue of Master Chief and the other character, which mm. I got for about 20 quid, and that came with the deluxe version of the game with everything. So that was quite good value. Mm. I can't think of anything, really, to be honest, other than that value you know, with the game pass. I think it's just tremendous. Fallout 76 with your extra bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a sore point. Um, Why is that a sore point? Because you got it. Yeah, I know, but it was just the way it all went pear shaped. You know what I mean? Mm. The way it went. But um, I must admit, I did like what I did get. Was I wanted the Bioshock statue of a Big Daddy? All right, yeah. So I I got the PC version, dirt cheap, with the statue. And the soundtrack. Cool. I think that cost me about 15, not even 15 quid, probably. Yeah. This was quite a while ago, so it was still around. But um, 
But yeah. Yeah, there's some good deals there. I mean, I know when you buy them full price at the moment, I don't think because of the way, it's just horrendous the way the prices are for these limited editions now. Which may have a flying, a big statue of some kind or or a leather jacket maybe. Mm. You know, I think it's just way past, you know, the the profits. And I think it's just, just trying to rip games off in more of a way they shouldn't do, to be honest. I just, you know, don't like it anymore. Yeah, I mean, years ago, are you talking about like 10 years ago, um, I used to work in Darlington and I worked near the Morrisons uh, in Mm. Darlington. I worked on a business park that's opposite from where they are. Um, And I used to walk down there uh, every week. They would have PS3 or Xbox 360 games hmm. that they were selling off and it'd be like a pound literally one pound yeah and I used to get loads and loads of them and you know it was I probably must have got over a hundred games out you know from these one pound deals that they were constantly doing <clears> over <throat> the period of about two or three years until they stopped doing it and that was really good value because you'd play them if you didn't like them. You just take it to see actually get more money than you actually paid for them. Look at um, look at look at Alan for example. He does deals like that all the time, doesn't he? Oh, even now. I'll tell you what. I, you know, Alan, would you buy a used gerbil off this man? <laughs> Sorry, Max. <laughs> but honestly, and he going to go flog it for for, for another ten or something. Yeah. Yeah. If if there is ever an Irish version. Of um, I forgot the my brain's gone. I'm cooking in here. Yeah, Del Boy. Yeah, you're definitely um the Irish version of Del Boy there, Alan. From some of the things that you've told us that you've done in the past. Yeah, yeah. He's he, he's pulled a blinder every now and then. Yeah, I know that. yeah. O- only fools and horses Island, <laughs> starring <laughs> Head Chef Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Hooky hooky, yeah. Yeah. Okay, do right, you want to Scott's? Yeah, so Scott Kiss says, so what do you think? Is it too late to start a career? I mean, I'm a full time dead end job that overworks and underpaid doing 60 hours just to keep the bills going in. And I think it's becoming a, a game developer. I'm thinking of becoming a game developer. Of course, of that, of course that's out of the question. I'm sorry, is that again? I've been thinking of becoming a game developer, of course. Developer course. Oh, okay. I think he's missed out. Of course, that's yes. out of the question. Developer course. Yeah. So he's thinking of doing a game developer course. Out of the question. The cost and the mouse it fees. Okay, my son and, and son and a half. Yeah. Okay. So I've been playing around with the the Unity and getting the basics down in the games like moment shooting and jumping etc. To make a basic game. Sorry, I'm just not doing it right tonight. I just can't. So to make a basic game, uh, my question is: uh, if you were in I my shoes, tonight. would you keep working and slowly develop a game and hope it makes some money uh, for you to make a career, or drop all and go head first and try and get a job at developing games? Well, someone, someone actually, where did I read where there was a, a young kid developed this game? I heard this recently, and you can make a fortune out of it. Mm. 
Now, if you've got the tools for the job and you can pull this off slowly, because we had the, the 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 creators, didn't we? we had that didn't we have that creation page with Microsoft? Yeah. For doing this, and you used to see some little little games that would be uh, not up to AAA standard, obviously. Mm. But they were they were releasing them on the store, weren't they? Yeah, they were. So you know, why not go for it if you think you can pull that off? It might take some time, yeah. But go for it, I would. Yeah, I mean, um, to be honest, it's not it's not it's not going to pay the wages. No, it's not. I, I if I, if I was you, Scott, and I'm sorry, I don't know how old you are. You could be in your forties, like me, or like in your 90s like steve <laughs> yeah it could be yeah yeah that's right um or uh you could be in your 30s or even 20s i don't know uh but what i would what i would say is it's never you're never too old to learn in a matter of fact your ability to learn is only limited by your own or to achieve is only li- really limited by your own belief in yourself you will get you know we'll, we'll get there whatever it is that you want to do Doing university courses costs an absolute fortune, but if you got a student uh, grant to do it, then you only pay back money after you've hit a certain threshold, and that's only after you. And there's apprentice apprenticeships as well. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, but again, if you've got if you've got um, a family to, to 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 look after, it's obviously a bit difficult. Yeah, it is. You've got to keep you know you've got to keep the roof over the head uh, of your family. Um, but if if it's something that you want to do, because there's nothing worse than being stuck in a dead end job with no prospects and no way of getting out. If you think you've found an out, you've you've got to make it happen. I mean, when I um a, a, a few years back, I decided uh, I've been doing training within the police for a few years, and I wanted to um learn how to teach better so i ended up doing what was known as a petals course which is preparing to teach the uh, lifelong learning sector um, and then that propelled me on to going on to doing a postgraduate certificate in education to be you know formally a teacher effectively hmm. and i did all of that uh while all of the other stuff was going on in my life you have to make room for it. You have to prioritize your life. You have to be very, very disciplined. And you have to be. You might have to sacrifice something as well. Yeah, that might be. You might have to say, "Do you know what? Um, I have two hours gaming a, a week, and I'm going to have twenty minutes." That might be all you're allowed to be able to do yourself. But what you've got to do is, if you find a subject that you really love and you can go for. It will develop yourself and it will uh, make you feel better about yourself. It will give you more confidence. And the more that you achieve, the more that that will improve. I know that I'm sounding like I'm suddenly going on to a you know, self-help DVD or something now. But seriously, I, I found the whole thing of studying a PGCE, and I've already got a couple of postgrads, um, very entertaining uh so you know although i wasn't video gaming as much i was doing that instead Mm. and it is you know but you you know now 
you know, I've taught the, the Petals course, which is what I started off with. You know, I've, I've taught loads of people how to teach now. So you can do it, but you've got to figure out how you're going to do it. How are you going to keep the roof above your head, keep your family well? And that might mean if you've, you know, if you've got a partner, talking to them and working with them about how to do it. I think the problem is, unless you're really, really skilled at writing code, in Unity, because I've had a look at Unity with my son because he's tried to teach himself it, and I looked at it and I thought, right, okay, that's it, I'm, I'm out of coding because <laughs> it's been so many years. Um, and unless you're really good at teaching yourself how to do stuff, I would suggest get yourself find a course if you can, or get yourself an apprenticeship if you're able to, or something like that, and and learn it because you're never too old to learn lecture over <laughs> yes mummy <laughs> so there you go you've had your motivational speech for the week anyway anyway let's uh end it there shall we so steve do you want so, to do your contacts yeah so xbox is steve 007 psid the real steve 007 and twitter is at steve 007 you can always hit me up on there best place to find me hayden Okay, so um, on uh, Twitch, it's uh, just search for HRJUK, which is also the same as PSN, Xbox Live, Steam, uh, Origin, Uplay, GOG, Epic, whatever. It's exactly the same on all of them. Uh, on Twitter, it's also HRJUK. If you want to get in contact with the show, you can email podcast at popculturegamers.co.uk. Don't forget about our website, which is popculturegamers.podbean.com. We also have a Facebook group as well. Um, if You can also listen to the show on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, or using your Echo with our very own skill that we have as well. And uh, if you want to support the show, you can do so by either what I mentioned earlier on in the show, or we do have a Patreon page if you want to make a donation to just keep the, ho- the servers running. Um, and that's it. Otherwise, you can also uh, retweet and promote the show uh, amongst your networks as well, just to try and get us uh, more well known. Other than that, hope you've enjoyed the show, and it's a good night from me. And a deep breath and a good night from him. Good night. Good night. You are about to witness history in the making. 